This is Bodner Live, a live video talk show and podcast, and your destination for trending topics in marketing, advertising, branding, and business. Straight talking marketing maverick, Bodner Dos Santos is your host. Here's Bodner. Hey, everybody, welcome to the show. I'm your host, Wagner Dos Santos, and this is Wagner Live Insights. Today's program, we are going to be talking about one of my favorite subjects. Um, it's about pop-ups. Now, you might have heard of pop-up stores, pop-up malls, pop-up retail, pop-up promo, pop-up, 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 pop-up. So um, pop-ups, uh, I'm going to go into a little bit about what pop-ups are, but also I want to talk about how that affects the future of retail. All right. So um, let's let's go ahead and get started. Um, so first of all, let me let me give you a definition of what a pop-up is, if you don't already know. Uh, a pop-up is a name, a term given to some type of a structure that you create for a brand, product, or service that um, is mobile, that is temporary, and can either promote, sell, um, announce, do a variety of different things, do all of those things perhaps in different places. They can be within um, brick and mortar type of uh, stores that are seasonal, or it could be a container that just pops up in the middle of the street somewhere. Um, you might have seen some of them either in the news or in your market. And a lot of brands have utilized it for a variety of different reasons, and they have become very popular over the last decade. Um, I want to go over um, an article that Forbes put out and they came up with the top four reasons why a brand product or service would uh, come up with a pop-up and I'm gonna add a fifth one to that list all right but but first I want to make sure you guys all understand the concept um, pop-ups can be created in a whole uh, array of configurations I've seen some pop-ups where um, athletic shoes like a, a Nike or Adidas, they created actually a, a shoe box, like an oversized shoe box that's a um, thousand times the size of a real shoe box that you could walk in and it's a store, but it, from the outside, it's a shoe box and you see a shoelace uh, coming up over it. It's really cool. So look it up. If you're not familiar with pop-ups, I, I definitely urge you to do a search and um, and look it up so you can see some of the really creative executions that are out there. But I want to go through, first of all, Forbes' top four list of why you should use a pop-up. Number one on their list is to get the word out. Um, that's plain and simple. Pop-ups uh, a lot of times are used as promotional um, stores, meaning they're not really selling any product. They're only promoting. It's a part of experiential marketing, which I talk quite a bit about and I'm very passionate about creating an experience around a brand product or service, allowing you to connect and um, understand more about that brand product or service, but not really purchasing. You can purchase it in whatever retail store is uh, carrying the product or online, but its purpose in this particular case is meant purely to get the word out and to promote. Sometimes you'll see a new brand or product that they're launching and uh, they're doing kind of a teaser before they go to sale and they'll do one of these. So that's number one that Forbes has to get the word out. Number two, 
to unload old inventory. So this is where pop-ups can be used for sales and um, perhaps you have old inventory that you need to clean out for the next season um, and best way to really do that push is do kind of a special pop-up somewhere in some market where your audience is and get, get rid of that inventory and clear it out. That's another uh, pretty cool usage of pop-ups. Um, number three, and I love this one, number three, to test new markets. Um, Pop-ups, yes, can be used for promotion uh, to enhance retail sales or online sales, but what's really cool about it is think about the investment. If um, if you've, you've ever thought about or have ever opened up a store, it's quite an investment. You're locking into a contract, you um, you know, rental contract, and you have to pay rent every month, depending on where you are. Storefronts are pretty expensive, and um, many retailers do their best to do uh, research as to whether or not the market is going to be good for them. But the smaller the retailer is, perhaps the smaller the budget in terms of research. So sometimes it's a flip of a coin. But if you do a pop-up, you can actually create a temporary store in some of the markets that you're considering, test it out and see if it's viable. And if it is viable, you can go ahead and open up a store in one of those areas. So that's a really cool use of pop-ups to really test the market. And here's number four from Forbes. Number four is to vet a new business idea. So same kind of like, same idea as testing new markets, except testing the business idea. You have an idea for a store concept that you really haven't seen out there before and you think is somewhat untested create a temporary pop-up and see how people react. And not only, uh, well, I mean, you know, test the idea fully, right? Uh, test the idea from will the people like it? And then what parts do they like? What's some of the feedback? Uh, program exit surveys with that so that you have brand ambassadors on the exit that are asking, hey, how was your experience? And what could we do better? And what did you buy today? Or what did you look at today? And use that data to support the, uh, the 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 full-time space that you put together. So again, I'm gonna repeat it. Number one from Forbes is to get the word out. Number two, to unload old inventory. Number three, to test new markets. And number four, to vet a new business idea. So I told you I was gonna add a number five. And here's my number five, to replace traditional retail. Okay, to replace traditional retail. What do I mean by that? You may have noticed when you go to retail stores today that shoppers uh, have declined uh, as far as brick and mortar stores, brick and mortar, excuse me, stores, and the increase in online purchasing um, has uh, has reached very, very high levels over the last few years. Um, this new trend has has caused a lot of traditional retailers to wonder what they need to do with their model. I propose, and I've been very passionate in proposing this in the past, that the future of retail is going to be um, based on showrooms. In other words, today you already see a lot of shoppers that will go into retail stores to try something on, to see what it looks like, to touch, to feel, to smell, but they're not purchasing. They're using the retail store as a showroom, as a as a product demo, if you will. And then they're either going to other stores to price shop or they're going online to see where they can get the best price and purchase it right online because they've already tried it in the store 
and they're pretty certain that it's um you know the, the the quality and the product that they're buying is the same so they'll just buy it online for a lot cheaper and if they're an amazon prime uh customer or so forth then they get free shipping so it's a no-brainer so i'm a big proponent that the future of retail is going to move toward more of a showroom model so where does that bring pop-ups well pop-ups have an opportunity to create that showroom model and, and and I I will throw this out there. I think that the future of these pop-ups will be such that you will open up in certain markets where your target audience is. You're going to open at the right time, at the right place, and target it to the right people. And then when that period, when that season is done, let's say you have a product or service that is connected uh, seasonally to your audience and um, only during a certain period of time. You open during that certain period of time. I mean, obviously the easiest example is Halloween, Christmas. We see those stores pop up around those holidays. But even if it's apparel or footwear or other things like that, opening it up to a certain period of time and I would say not having any registers in that pop-up, purely having it it is an experience so people can come in, they can be immersed in the brand, learn about the brand, um, understand why the brand exists and how it serves them as a, as a customer with, I would even suggest, a few kiosks in that pop-up where if someone wants to go ahead and use that kiosk to purchase through their online store, they can, or they can purchase through uh, the source app or the uh, responsive website that they have, or last but not least, when they go home. Um, that's that's where I see um, the future of retail, and I think that's where pop-ups are gonna play a huge role, and we're gonna see so much of that in the coming years, where brands um, are going to start utilizing pop-ups for their, uh, in replacement of their stores, and we're already seeing some e-commerce and online uh, only stores that are creating um, that are creating brick and mortar stores. They're they're creating pop ups. So so it's not just the traditional brick and mortar stores that are going to be going to the showroom model, but now you have stores that were only e commerce, only online, and they're going to be also creating stores, but not your traditional brick and mortar. The ones that are going to pop up and close, so that they can um, take advantage of that of of offering that showroom experience to uh, the customer. So. I think that's really important, something that wasn't necessarily in Forbes' article, but I think it's a very valid number five. Um, so, um, you know, that's um, that, that's definitely uh, an, an interest that I have a, a great deal in, and I do a lot of public speaking on experiential marketing and, and where um, experiencing brands is going. So feel free anytime to reach out to me to talk to me about it. Um, I love the subject and you can always use hashtag Wagner live, uh, to discuss with me and communicate with me, but that's our show for today. Thank you so much for joining me. I'll be back tomorrow morning streaming live only on Periscope at 1130 AM Eastern time, 830 AM Pacific standard time. And until, until next time, this is Wagner signing off. This has been another episode of Wagner Live. For replays, show schedules, and more information, go to wagnerlive.com. Till next time.